This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, it's a Thursday show unlike any other. It's the Thanksgiving show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Hope you're listening on your holiday. And we have a bunch of AFC home games to preview, not the Monday night game. We're going to wait and see on Marcus Mariota's status, see if we get a little bit more uh, on Friday's show. I'm Adam Azer. Jamie Eisenberg is back. Heath Cummings is here. And, fellas, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Woo! Best holiday of the year. Yeah, and and let's thank our listeners. Better than Halloween? Better than Halloween. It's amazing that we have the worst holiday and the best holiday back-to-back. <laughs> uh, we thank our listeners for listening, of course. We're very thankful for you. That we, didn't seem very sincere. No. What do you mean? Put, put your heart into it. Everything Everything you. I do is for the listeners. I mean, I pour it out for the listeners. So you've got your Butterfinger ready to eat like you promised yesterday you would. Forgot to buy it, but I also want Dave to be on the show, so we'll do it next week. And here's the thing. If I eat a full Butterfinger, I'm not going to be able to eat dessert. That's why I wanted you to have to do it today. It was extra punishment. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to eat dessert to ruin today. I your Thanksgiving lunch. All right, we're gonna start. We're gonna start with some football stuff. We, we probably should, and then we'll do some Thanksgiving stuff, and then we'll preview the games. I want to know if you're hopeful or hopeless for these five players rest of season. Hopeful or hopeless, Jarvis Landry. I'm hopeful, but it, it's not a certain. Like it's it's definitely hope. That's about all I've got left. I'm hopeful. Are we starting Jarvis Landry at Cincinnati this week? I think we're uh, go- not in agreement on that. He's a uh, th- number three receiver. He's a low end number three for me. Okay, I have a stat of the game about that. Great. Want it now or you want it later? You- it's up to you, buddy. I'm going to let Jamie decide. Now. Okay. There have been 14 wide receivers with eight or more targets against the Bengals. Ten of them have reached 14 fantasy points in PPR. Which, as we established yesterday, is basically like number 23, number 24 this season. Um, so 10 out of 14 with eight or more targets have gotten 14 fantasy points in PPR against the Bengals. The four who did not, three of them were Ravens, and one of them was Ryan Grant. So, you know what's really weird, and I didn't realize this, Jarvis Landry does not have eight targets in a game since the new offensive coordinator took over. Well, it's, it's two games in a row, right? Without yeah. with like seven and six or something like that targets. So yes. Seven and five. Seven and five. So that is a bit of a concern, but he, you, he, before that he was ten targets a game basically. Yep. Alright, hopeful or hopeless? Peyton Barber. Hopeless. Um. What, what, what are we hoping for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm hopeful that somebody else uh, shows up as a waiver wire option. I can drop him for him. Number two running back, hoping for. I mean, I think he's kind of proven that when the matchup's good, he could be really good. Yeah, his I, matchups are awful. Doesn't have one good one left. <laughs> it, it seems. Week 17. Week 17 against Atlanta. All right, hopeful or hopeless? Dalvin Cook. Very hopeful. Uh, extremely hopeful. Hopeful or hopeless? Kenyon Drake. Uh, hopeless. Yeah, I have more hope 
for Kenyon Drake than I do Peyton Barber, but less hope for him than anyone else we've talked about. I feel like I'm pitting you guys in a corner because if you say hopeless, it's almost like you're totally down on the guy. But um, I guess if you're just looking at your roster, looking at Kenyon Drake, are you thinking, oh, I'm going to be starting him at some point rest of season, or I'm only starting him in break glass in case of emergency? I think he needs Frank Gore to be hurt, or they just make a total shift in their philosophy and go give him all the work. Like, I looked at this. uh We just did Frank Gore versus... Kenyon Drake and name that player. Um, this was the point last year where he just was a monster. Yeah. And so, you know, the hope would be is that if he starts to get the touches, he could be that guy again. But I think Frank Gore needs to be hurt or they just say, okay, Frank, thank you. Uh, we appreciate your service and you're going to, you know, head off into retirement now as we actually <laughs> see if Kenyon Drake is our guy rest of the way. Yeah. It would make sense. And I'm going to say something, um, anecdotally with, without any hard evidence to support it. Uh, that's what we do here. Teams coming out of their bye, they wise up. They feature the running backs that they're supposed to feature. Uh, so maybe that happens with the Dolphins. They do? I think so. I think the Packers did it. I think, uh, oh gosh, there was one more. I swear there was one more. Did the Lions do it? Uh, I, I feel like that happens. But like I said, there's no, uh, no hard evidence of this. But sometimes teams come out of their bye and they do the right thing. Um, they change their offensive philosophy a little bit. Giants just did that. Alshon Jeffrey, hopeful or hopeless, rest of season? I'm hopeful. Hopeful. All right, good stuff. Here's your news and notes, including a lot of Thursday action. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky likely out for today's game. What does that mean for the Bears? Um, I'm not starting any of their wide receivers. Allen Robinson's the Best, I guess, but he's just a flex. I don't really like trade. It's it's bad news. It may mean more rush attempts. Uh, PSA for those of you discussing the Bears during Thanksgiving meal today. There's no S in Chase Daniel. <laughs> His last name is Daniel. There you go. Not Daniels. He is going to likely start for the Bears. Um, any interest in the Lions DST? Um, no, no, I don't think he's going to turn the ball over. I just don't. I think he's going to he's going to play like Alex Smith. Uh, Marcus Mariota was limited in practice, so we hopefully we'll get a little bit more information. They have the Monday night game at Houston. Joe Flacco mispractice. We expect Lamar Jackson to start. Sam Dartle mispractice. I guess we expect Josh McCown to start. It's trending that way, yes. Marvin Jones and Carryon Johnson are out. Bruce Ellington is questionable for the game against the Bears today. Chris Thompson is out. Jamison Crowder is questionable for the game at Dallas today. Oh, uh, Adrian Peterson had a – there was a lengthy story on him on Bleacher Report. And in that yeah. r- report yeah. – what? Don't say it? Well, he could get – I mean, he could face disciplinary action. It's possible. That's why I'm bringing it up. Well, anyway, read the read the uh, Bleacher <laughs> Report story on uh, my least favorite player in the NFL. Colts center Ryan Kelly is going to— You have him in any league? Nope. I refused. I would never have him. And, in fact, I'm such a hypocrite. Uh, (laughs) I would like to see some of your rosters and discuss what a hypocrite you There's only one guy that really that I have that I'm starting, and I've been grappling with it, like, all week, and it's Jameis. And I probably shouldn't start him based on why I'm not starting Adrian Peterson or why I don't own him. It's a little hypocritical. 
But Peterson just had absolutely no remorse. Anyway, uh, Ryan so Kelly. Do you have like a long list of players, that, or is it just the ones that you arbitrarily select? No, it's the guy who committed child abuse and then acted like the Vikings did something wrong to him by the Vikings in the NFL not supporting him enough, and like he was the victim. He has completely zero remorse for what he did. Read the Bleacher Report story. I I do not like Adrian Peterson. I do not like him. Sam, I am. Uh, so anyway, Colts center Ryan Kelly is going to miss this week's game. He has a sprained MCL. Let's hope he gets back soon. I don't think it's going to downgrade Marlon Mack, but Ryan Kelly, a big piece of that uh, offensive line. Devontae Parker and Danny Amendola were limited in practice. We are going to preview that game later. Devin Funches missed practice. Steelers defensive tackle Stefan Tuitt is hoping to play with an elbow injury at Denver. Uh, Jimmy Graham is going to try to play with a broken thumb. Do you buy that Jimmy Graham might be on the field this week? Uh, no. And if he is, he's still not going to be on my fantasy team. And do you expect the following players? Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski at the Jets. Yes. Randall Cobb on Sunday night at Minnesota. No. That's all I got. Am I missing anything? Uh, do you see the Marvin Jones report that he could return December 2nd? I did not see that, but that is good to According know. According to, uh, Rappaport, he could return for week 13. So, someone still you want to stash. Cool. Alright, I got something to tell everybody about, then we're gonna have some fun. Some Thanksgiving fun, and then some fantasy football fun. And I have a player who has an awesome schedule coming up that probably doesn't matter. How's that for a teaser? Uh, listen, I got a text from a buddy uh, a couple nights ago, it's a true story. And he said, hey, what's that investment app that you talked about on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast? Well, now I'm going to talk about it on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, and that app is Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. They want to make financial services work for everyone, not just for the wealthy. It is a really good way if you're not familiar with the stock market, if you don't have much experience. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. And the most important and most awesome thing is that they have no fees. So other brokerages will charge up to 10 bucks for every trade. Robinhood does not charge commission fees. You can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. I've got the app. It's really easy to use. It's just something that you know people might be a little intimidated by investing in the market. Robinhood makes it really easy. And you have a chance to get a free stock. How about that for a holiday gift? A free stock from Robinhood. Here's what you do. You go to fftpodcast.robinhood.com. And you start from there. You can get a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. fftpodcast.robinhood.com. fftpodcast.robinhood.com. Check it out. Great way to start investing. Our email today is John from Seattle. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Couple things. I'd love to hear where you rank the movie Creed. Jamie, uh, Heath and I talked about Creed yesterday, the original one, the first one. Um, where does it fall in terms of comparing it to all of the Rocky movies? My ranking is as follows. Rocky 1, Rocky 4, Rocky 2, Creed, Rocky 3, Rocky Balboa, Rocky 5, and Rocky 6. What the hell is Rocky 6? There is no Rocky 6. Rocky 6 is Rocky Balboa. Okay, yeah, I'm getting rid of that. Rocky 5 is obviously the worst, and Rocky 1 is the best. So, yeah, do you guys want should we rank the Rockies? This is a pretty good list. I have one beef with it. Again, it goes 1, 4, 2, Creed, 3, Balboa, 5. What's your, you think Creed should be last? No, I think Rocky 2, 
uh, is better than Rocky Four. Rocky Four is like really, really fun. Pretty cheesy movie. It's cheesy. It's very cheesy. Very cheesy. They have a, Apollo they, dies. They have a talking robot. For goodness sake. That's yeah, Apollo dies, and then they have the "There's no easy way out." See, like it's too many montages. It's a great. I love it. But Rocky Two is better. Um, Rocky Two is better. Rocky Two has one of the one of my most favorite scenes in a movie, and whenever I hear it, I want to go run through a yeah. wall. When it's. It's uh when Adrian wakes up from the coma and she pulls him close to him and she says, Win. Uh-huh. And then he go and then Mickey goes, What are we waiting yeah, for? What are we waiting for? Yeah. And then and then the bell the bell rings. It's amazing. Ding, you know. And so, then the music starts. So is that your right you go Rocky One, Rocky Two? I would go Rocky One, Rocky Two, Rocky Four, Creed, Rocky Three, and I like Rocky Three. Um uh Balboa five. Yes. Okay, yeah. I, if Creed and Rocky 3 were both on TV, there's no question I'd watch Rocky 3. Like, I don't have, I have no desire to ever watch Creed again. Creed is awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's a terrible time. It was just on uh, the Paramount Network the other day. I watched <laughs> oh, it again. It was on syndication. How about that? Uh, secondarily, Heath, can you recall the movie that you saw in theaters in the past 10 years? Just curious, what caliber of movie would warrant a once-in-a-decade trip to the movies? Oh, and you are, you are going to be so happy with this answer. It's Uncle Drew. Oh my god! I, I take movie criticisms from the guy who saw Uncle Drew in theaters. It was fantastic. I've seen it twice now. Better than Space Jam. Oh, come well, on. come on. Let's not set the bar too high. Have you either. seen it? No, I've never seen it. Okay. It's better than Space Jam. Come on. Space Jam. Space Jam's a kid's movie. Space Jam's excellent. Alright, thank you for the email, John from Seattle. Uh, Thanksgiving buy or sell. There is no, uh, football talk in this segment. There's From no easy way out. Phil, th- there is it. Uh, sell ham and turkey by pastrami. Awful take. Yeah, I gotta sell that. Uh, from teeth. Uh, yams or sweet potatoes or whatever you call them, sell, sell, sell. I mean, on Thanksgiving, I'd probably agree with that. I, I like a sweet potato every once in a while. But, on Thanksgiving, when your choice of potato is that or mashed potatoes, yeah. No, uh, sweet potatoes Bu- are better. By what? With the little marshmallow on top. Better than mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are like, like literally one of the most boring, like it's meat and potatoes. You've heard that expression. It's the most boring side dish. It's fine. No, it's, 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 give me a plate, have half turkey, half mashed potatoes, cover it all with gravy, and that's all I need. Gosh, what Pretty a good. boring Thanksgiving. Oh, it's delicious. You're, I'm sorry that your family's bad at making mashed potatoes. Wow. <laughs> Buy or sell, chicken is more American than turkey. Uh, I kind of buy that. Probably buy, yeah, I guess. Why, why would one of these birds be more American than the other? Well, let me you ask you this. Like, why would you have to choose? Well, let me ask you this. Let's say you were, you lived in a foreign country and somebody said, hey, Jamie and Heath, I want you to start an American restaurant with American food. Would you, would you have chicken or turkey or both? Like, what would you feature? That would depend. Cheeseburgers. Um, is Pete right. Prisco coming? <laughs> I don't know, but I have to drink now. Why? He doesn't like one of them? No, he, if he could only eat turkey, he would be the happiest person ever. Yeah, the sleepiest. Buy or sell, the Watt family has to make more than four turkeys. Bye. Bye. 
I thought that was pretty clever. Buy or sell, turkey without gravy just isn't worth eating. Uh, sell. Bad turkey without gravy isn't worth eating, but good turkey is fine by itself. Buy or sell, pumpkin pie as start of the week, ranked one spot higher than apple pie. Uh, pumpkin pie is delicious. But better than apple pie? On Thanksgiving. Jamie? Um, sell. Yeah, I don't, I don't like anything pumpkin, so wrong person to ask. Buy or sell, mid-Thanksgiving day nap is the best nap of the year. I don't take one. There's football on. Terrible, terrible take. Buy or sell. I will probably fall asleep for a little bit today at some point. Uh, I won't. Buy or sell, extended family or immediate family Thanksgiving? Uh, extended. Yeah. Yeah. Extended. Get everybody over. Buy or sell, stuffing is the best Thanksgiving side dish. Uh, mashed potatoes, sorry. So. Corn souffle. Corn souffle. Corn souffle, legendary. Legendary side dish. And buy or sell sweet potato casserole. I already bought that. I buy it. But corn souffle is better. Here's a fun fact about Thanksgiving from allparenting.com. The first Thanksgiving was in 1621, but historians say that no turkey was served at the first Thanksgiving. What was on the menu? Deer or venison, ducks, geese, oysters, lobster, eel, and fish. They probably ate pumpkins, but no pumpkin pies. They also didn't eat mashed potatoes or cranberry relish, but they probably ate cranberries. It is now time for some football talk. This is your good schedule alert. David Njoku is 75% owned. Here's where his next... Uh, five opponents all through week 17 rank in terms of fantasy points allowed to tight ends for David Njoku. It's 24th, 26th, 32nd, 28th, and 24th. 24th, 26th, 32nd, 28th, and 24th. Does that do anything for you? You know, Dave's theory on this could be correct is that since Nick Chubb became a thing, David Njoku has not. And just that, you know, the run game is taken away from the Passing game as a whole, but, you know, just the secondary pieces for this offense. Yeah. He has six targets in his last three games. Yikes. Combined. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta drop, would you drop him for Brait? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. He's kind of fading David Njoku. In fact, though, how about those, uh, your two tight ends, Njoku, Brait, uh, Njoku, Howard, and Ingram? Not getting much from them now. All right, here we go to the games. I think we have seven to preview today. And we'll start with the Patriots at the Jets. And let's see how much stadium history matters to you. Tom Brady in his last five games at MetLife Stadium. Seven points, 12 points, 13 points, 23 fantasy points on 50 pass attempts, and 20 fantasy points last year. It just has not, this has been sort of a tough game, I think, for the, for the Patriots, like surprisingly scrappy at the Jets. Um, where do you rank Brady this week, guys? I love Brady this week. I think he's gonna have a, uh, bounce back performance. Kind of, uh, don't forget about me. Yeah, I think that's certainly possible. Um, I'm, I'm a little worried about him. I mean, Jamie's got him sixth. Heath has him thirteenth. So the Jets are so bad. <laughs> they do. They allow the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Brady's got a little knee. When when thing. were most of those games? What games? At the Jets. I uh, I think fairly late in the year. And that's a big big thing for it too. 
Well, it's freezing uh, right now. I don't know if that matters. Oh, why? Because he kind of fades late in the year? They just kind of – we go into let's get wins and get into playoff mode. Could happen today. Easily could, I'm sorry, this week. But I think this is a uh, – I've been struggling, coming off of a loss, getting Gronk back. Right. Yeah, I mean that's obviously Don't a big forget thing. about me. Remember, he's he's very aware of what happens around the league. Like last year was I'm gonna go get the MVP award, and he got it. And now he's seeing another guy in his forties that's gonna take the MVP award from him. I think it's gonna be a strong finish for Brady. If you can buy a low, buy low. This is your breakfast club game for Brady. Get it? No. No. Don't you forget about me, you know? Breakfast club. That's good. It's not bad. All right, well, uh, let's talk about the run game. Here's your stat of the game for Patriots-Jets. There have been six running backs with 15 or more carries against the Jets. Uh, If Sonny Michel is right, he'll probably get 15 or more carries. Six running backs have had 15 or more carries. Five of the six have scored 14 or more fantasy points. Four of the six scored 21 or more fantasy points in PPR. Huge games. And then there's the one guy who ruins the stat completely, and that's Frank Gore, who had 20 carries for 53 yards and one catch for six yards. Other than Frank Gore, every running back who's had 15 or more carries against the Jets has had a really big game. So, Sonny Michel, does he get back on track? Big game for him? I think he's a low-end number two. I'm a little worried about him in PPR because I don't think he probably sees a target. Must start in non-PPR and solid number two in PPR. Like, a touchdown coming. I think the Patriots go for 40 here. Right. So, I mean, Michelle had a bad game against Tennessee. Everybody had a bad game against Tennessee. But, you know, would you – Heath, you have him behind Josh Adams and Gus Edwards. I do. And based on what Michelle was doing when he was hot, that's crazy, obviously. Right. I don't – The I'm worried about the Patriots a little okay. bit offensively. Their offensive line hasn't played as well. Now they're maybe they're all fixed after the bye, but I'm just a little concerned. Okay. Uh James White or Michelle in non PPR? Michelle. Uh Michelle. Alright, but James White is a must start in PPR. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, he's, it's he's, gonna be interesting because somebody's losing targets if Gronk comes back. Right. I, I don't know. We may feel a little differently about James White after this game. Well, like I said yesterday, the guy who had been affected by Gronk's presence was Josh Gordon. Right, but that was one game, and it was like two games into his Patriots tenure. Uh, No, it was later than that. It was only three weeks ago, three games ago. Um, But he's only had – he hasn't had more than 50 yards, I think, 51 yards with Gronk healthy. And he's been very good in the other three games. It is, it is. Okay, uh, so Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman. What do we think about them this game? I prefer Gordon. I prefer Gordon also, but I think both are in play here for sure. I'm a, I'd be a, the only one I would kind of worry about would be maybe Edelman and non-PPR, but I'm, I think you're still starting him. And Gronkowski is number three in both formats behind Zach Ertz and George Kittle. Uh, yeah, starting Gronk. All right, to the Jets. So are you starting any Jets? I think Crowell's a flex. Why? He's got a touchdown possibility. He scored once in like the last six games. Yeah. Has he? That's it? Yikes. Well, McGuire is only 37% owned, so we strongly recommend you try to make some room for McGuire on your bench. He's just been better than Crowell lately, and maybe... You know, I think 
guys, teams that come out of a bye, they tend to turn to the running back that they, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> and he's 37% on. He's not a bad guy to stash. I, I think he's the better one in this game in PPR. Um, Crowell definitely has the higher touchdown potential in non-PPR, but you've seen when they've been trailing, it's been a lot more of McGuire in the last two games than it has been of Crowell. Yeah, I don't mind McGuire as a flex in PPR. Yeah, the Patriots allow the fifth most receiving yards to running backs, and McGuire has three catches in each of his last two games, his only two games. Oh, Chris and, Herndon, maybe. Oh, go ahead, Heath. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think he's a streamable tight end. Okay. He's obviously he's going to be behind. He's Cameron better. Gray. He's better if Darnold plays. Uh, the Patriots allow the second most fantasy points to tight ends. Ironically, yeah, I believe they're they're tied for second or they're third in touchdowns allowed to tight ends with seven. Wow. Ironically, they did well against Travis Kelsey, but uh, not. That was the guy that Belichick told you to take away. Okay. There you go. Um, all right, Cleveland at Cincinnati is our next game. Just a few things to promote, guys. What's your fantasy football today schedule for Thursday and Friday? We are on 11 a.m. Eastern as opposed to 12 Eastern on Thanksgiving. So as soon as we're done here, we'll be walking around on set. And then tomorrow is as normal, um, 12 o'clock Eastern, and then Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Cool. And it's on CBS Sports HQ. I hope you're all watching CBS Sports HQ. It's a great time of year. You got basketball. Had a big Knicks win last night, right? Am I right? You got uh, college football playoffs. You got the NFL. Um Great way to find out about it is by watching CBS Sports HQ. Download the CBS Sports app on your Roku, on your Apple TV, your Amazon Fire, whatever you got. Download the uh, CBS Sports app. Everything's free and start watching HQ. You're going to be really, really impressed and you get some fantasy advice on there as well. If you want to listen to our other podcasts, go to cbssports.com slash podcast, singular, and check them all out. And listen to Ion Fantasy Football, our Saturday night radio show, Saturday nights at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern until midnight on CBS Sports Radio, on Sirius Channel 206 as well, and you can listen online, cbssportsradio.com. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Well, this could be a fun preview if you own your Browns, because they oh, they also play the Bengals, who have, I mean, truly one of the worst defenses in the NFL uh, in Week 16. So let's hope for good stuff from the Browns in this game. Stat of the game number one, female turkeys called hens do not gobble. Only male turkeys gobble. And stat of the game number two, I already gave out. It was about how good wide receivers who get eight or more targets against the Bengals do. Uh, if we start with the Browns and Baker Mayfield, and uh, how do you feel about Baker Mayfield, who's 67% owned? I think he's a great streaming option. He's been good in every plus matchup so far. And this is and certainly played really that. well with Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, I, I mean, with only two teams on a bye— I think he's a good replacement for Mahomes or Goff. If you didn't get Jameis, I'd prefer Lamar Jackson. The problem is, like, Stafford and Dak, and if you, maybe if you've streamed Eli the week before, are the only guys that I would want to start him over. Well, how about a couple of guys that aren't streamers that just don't throw the ball ever? Deshaun Watson and Phillip Rivers. Would you start Baker Mayfield over them? No. No, but it would not be surprising if those guys, if, if he's better than those guys. Yeah, because if if AJ Green plays, I think Andy Dalton's going to have a decent game, and then you're looking at a potential shootout. But if AJ Green plays, I prefer Andy Dalton to Baker Mayfield. I'd still go Mayfield, but I think it's close. You guys have Dalton and, and Mayfield back to back in your rankings, and, and you're ranking Dalton on the assumption that Green plays. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Nick Chubb is a must start. Start him. A running back has scored 14 or more 
fantasy points in non PPR in seven of the last game, seven of the last eight games against the Bengals. All right, so Jarvis Landry, compare Jarvis Landry to the Patriots wide receivers. Behind them all. Yeah, I mean, I'd start him over Chris Hogan. What a shame. Is he a number three this week, Jarvis Landry? Yes. Low end. You're hoping for a shootout. Would you start Adam Humphreys or Jarvis Landry? Landry. Landry. In both formats. Would you start uh, in PPR, Sony Michelle or Jarvis Landry? Michelle. Michelle. Okay. And David Njoku is a sit. Dave has him high. Dave has him eighth, but uh, Jamie and he. There are Dave's. Down. Dave's not on an island. He's on an island with our rankings, but in amongst the industry, there's a lot of uh, hope for Njoku. It's a great matchup. Yep. It is. Uh, the Bengals allow the ninth most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, just gave up 68 yards and touchdown to OJ Howard a few weeks ago. Uh, ben Watson could have had two touchdowns a couple weeks ago. Anyway, uh, you guys just don't like the targets, don't like your production from David Njoku, so you'll start Herndon over him or no? Uh, no. <sighs> I think Njoku, I think Njoku is, if he's been your guy, he's fine. If, cause you've obviously managed through this disaster without him. Right. He's not somebody like I'm excited about. Yeah, and, and like, Anyone that's you're not excited about, I don't want to keep saying it. Just start Cameron Braid over that guy, yep. but not not Herndon. Except I heard Heath do the big. I side. would start Herndon, yeah. Okay, he would. I think they're close. If if McCown plays too, if McCown plays too, I mean, even with McCown, he had four targets and caught three of them. That's like the last two and a half games for a joke. <laughs> Fair. Andy Dalton is sixty nine percent owned, a little bit more owned than Baker Mayfield, and they're ranked similarly. So they're, you know, they're they're basically. In the Lamar Jackson, Eli Manning range, right? Dalton and Mayfield. It's close with all them. I prefer Lamar Jackson to all of them. We'll we'll talk about Lamar Jackson in just a minute. I, I agree. Okay, Jamie's got Lamar Jackson one spot ahead, and Heath. Yeah, I'm gonna move Lamar Jackson up a couple spots. I'm gonna play Lamar Jackson over Aaron Rodgers week. Oh my gosh, Heath has Lamar Jackson seventh. <laughs> well, you want we can do it now if you want to. No, it's okay. We'll get to that game shortly. <laughs> Uh, so look, uh, Dalton's not a terrible option, but it doesn't seem like you guys have him ahead of, you know, the Rivers, Watson, Aaron Rodgers group. Nope. Uh, are you confident in Joe Mixon this week? I think you're starting him. Oh my god, yes. Oh, okay. Good. But you'd AJ start- Green would help him a lot. You'd start Nick-, Nick Chubb over yes, Mixon? You'd start Nick Chubb over Mixon? Yes. Yes. I mean, the game script should be good. Mixon has 13 or fewer carries in four of his last five games. That's a big red flag. But uh, all four of those games with 13 or fewer carries were losses. Two of them were blowout losses. In their last five games, the Bengals have won one game, and he had 21 carries for 123 yards and two touchdowns. So you'd think game script would work for Mixon. All right, A.J. Green, you're going to start. What about Tyler Boyd, guys? What are we doing with Tyler Boyd? I'm going to start him. Must start if A.J. Green plays. And if A.J. Green does not play? And he's a low-end starter. All right, assuming Green plays, would you go with Boyd or Edelman? I would go with Edelman and PPR. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say the same thing. Boyd and none. Uh, Uzama. Sit him. Yeah. Okay. Pittsburgh at Denver. Stat of the game, number one. You got two very good Steelers wide receivers. 
The Broncos have not allowed double-digit fantasy points to multiple wide receivers and non-PPR in the same game since week two. All right. Well, you know what? Let me back up. Is this a tough matchup for the for the passing game for the Steelers? I think it'll be a tough matchup for whoever Chris Harris is on. I'm a little bit nervous about Ben, but still starting him. So I like I have ranked Brown and Juju both ranked as starters, but they're not maybe quite as high as they are on a normal basis. You just had Rivers go for 400 against this defense, Ben. I know it's been fluky, and he's had two rushing touchdowns as part of it but he's been at least 23 points in his last four games on the road. So he's getting the job done in, in spots where he's typically failed you. This is a second straight road game for them, isn't it? It's a second straight road game. Um, I just think he's playing at a much different level than we've seen from him in recent years, and that's saying a lot because he's obviously been good. But uh, I, I think you just look at what he's doing in this offense. I don't. I, I mean, you're starting James Conner. I don't know if Conner's going to have a lot of success running the ball here. Right, that's another thing I like about Roethlisberger. In his last three road games, he's thrown 46 or 47 passes in each of his last three road games. And this sort of looks like Jacksonville, except I don't expect him to be dreadful for a half, but where they might have trouble getting the run game going, the Broncos' run defense has really improved, and he should throw a lot, you'd think. Um, and I look, like Connor's chances of catching six or so passes, and I like Connor's chances of scoring a touchdown. You're starting him. And the thing, like, Denver's pass defense just isn't really that good. They allow the seventh most passing yards per attempt in the NFL. Um, the last three games, Mahomes scored 34 points, 23 points for Watson, 24 points for Rivers. Uh, now two of those three were on the road, so that, that, but this is not like, oh my gosh, my guy's going to Denver, must sit. It's not like that anymore, right? Yeah, no, quarterbacks have been, there have been plenty of quarterbacks be good against Denver. There have not been very many quarterbacks be great against Denver. No, just Mahomes, and that was in Kansas City. In Denver, he scored 24 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues, which is fine. Uh, you're, are you really gonna start Lamar Jackson over Ben Roethlisberger? I am. Not me. Okay. So James Conner, I'm Four points for passing touchdowns though, yes. Conner's gonna be 99% started. I mean, we won't waste our time. And Antonio Brown, everybody, everybody's gonna start him. What about, um, Juju? Any concerns at all? Um, the question no. was Juju Smith. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think there's really much chance you're, he's a top 20 receiver. You're starting him. Yeah. Okay. He's top 16 in the rankings. So, you are starting Juju Smith Schuster. And, uh, Vance McDonald's pretty interesting. Um, somebody asked me Vance McDonald or Cameron Brait. I told them Brait, and then I think I want to change my mind. So if you're listening, <laughs> uh, what would you guys do, McDonald or Brait? McDonald. I mean, they just made Antonio Gates look like a young yeah. man. I, I think they're right in the same area. I'd probably go with Brait and PPR because I think he may get more targets. The matchup has actually been better for McDonald than it has been for Brait in terms of how Denver and San Francisco have defended tight ends lately. Sure. Broncos allow the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. That does include Travis Kelsey twice, so keep that in mind. But they've allowed a touchdown to a tight end in three straight games. Kelsey, Jordan Thomas, and Antonio Gates with 80 yards and a touchdown. One of those things is not like the other. Yeah. Well, oh, Kelsey. Yeah. I thought you meant Jordan Thomas. Yes. Um, all right. Let's go to Denver. We're not starting Case Keenum. So here's something I noticed about Philip Lindsay. Have you guys noticed how easy his schedule has been? Very favorable schedule. Um this will be probably his toughest matchup. His two toughest matchups so far, 
He had four carries for 20 yards, and then he got ejected at Baltimore. And then he had 17 for 60 and two catches for 24 yards. Uh, that's 10 PPR points against Houston. Does that is that a red flag at all for Philip Lindsay? I can't imagine that you're benching him anytime soon. It's no. not an easy matchup. He's probably not a great daily play, but he's just been awesome. Yeah, I, I'm starting him, and and he's thankfully in DFS. His price hasn't really risen. He's still below like he's like 6,500 or something. So I, I'll probably have a little bit because I don't think anybody will play him. Just as a contrarian play, I, I agree he's a bad cash game play in DFS. I just think I, he's going to be involved no matter the game script. So I, I like him. Would you start Philip Lindsay or Traquan Smith, who's expect who's going to try to play tonight? Lindsay. Lindsay. All right. Uh, Lindsay or Dalvin Cook? I'm going to go Lindsay. Uh, 100% Dalvin Cook. I love Dalvin Cook this week. Oh, bold, bold. No Mike Daniels for the Packers? Come on. And, uh, Royce Freeman, I'm assuming we're going to sit. He's 73%. Oh, yeah. Alright, so how about the Denver wide receivers? Boy, Emmanuel Sanders has been silent the last three games. No more than 57 yards, four to six catches, no touchdowns. And that's coming, that was coming off of two straight 100 yard games with touchdown. So he's, uh, two-faced. Sanders, Sutton, what do you do? I'm starting Sanders, I'm sitting Sutton. Agreed. I like the revenge game factor here. He's had two games against the Steelers since leaving them. Uh, he had a monster game in 2015 and then the playoffs he had an 85 yard game. So I think he's in play here. Uh, would you start Emmanuel Sanders or Josh Adams? I'd start Sanders and PPR, Adams and non-PPR. Agreed. Emmanuel Sanders or Tyler Boyd? Um, Sanders. Yeah, I'm going to start Sanders in both. All right, how about Cortland Sutton? I know you said sit him, but he's a number three guy, right? Uh, just outside of the number three guy for me. I... I I prefer Jarvis Landry, who I wasn't very excited about. I was going to sing, can you start Jeff Hireman? But I'm not going to do that. Okay. Can you start Jeff Hireman? You can. Yeah. I mean, look, last week was a disappointing game for him, but the Steelers, at least earlier in the season, were bad against tight ends. Hopefully the same thing happens again. Yeah, Herndon or Hireman? Herndon. I'll go Herndon. Steelers DST is top 10. Eighth for Jamie, tenth for Dave, sixth for Heath. They have 11 sacks in their last two games. Denver DST, you are sitting them. Oakland is at Baltimore. Start any Raiders? Jalen Richard and PPR. You could flex Richard and PPR. I'm, uh, there's, there's some reports that more of Doug Martin's touches are going to DeAndre Washington, so I'm getting off of him completely. I think I still have him too high in the rankings, even though I've moved him down once, but I, and I'm starting Jared Cook. I need to apologize. Uh, I skipped over Duke Johnson when we did the Bengals-Browns game. And currently I am starting Duke Johnson as a PPR flex. Would you rather start Duke Johnson or Jalen Richard? Duke. Um, I think I'd start Richard. Duke has had, I think it's now four or five games with at least four catches, and he's been great since Freddie Kitchens has taken over. Yeah, who am I starting him over? I'm starting him over like Christian Kirk. Uh... Peyton Barber, I believe. Yeah, I think Duke Johnson's pretty good PPR flex for sure. 
Uh, all right, that's that's enough of Duke John. Sorry about that for skipping him earlier. All right, Jared Cook, like him or love him? I love him relative to tight end, like relative to anything, <laughs> Rel- relative to his relatives. Um, yeah, all right, hey, look, he's Jared Cook. It's he's frustrating, but I guess the question is Cook or Brait. That's the question for everybody, for every tight end. I'd go Cook. I'd go Brait. So. We don't need to talk about Lamar Jackson, do we? Let's do it. (laughs) Well, here's one thing I like for Lamar Jackson. The Raiders have allowed six rushing plays. Because it stopped at the Raiders. (laughs) Six rushing plays of 40-plus yards. That's the most in the NFL, which is, I think, pretty relevant for Lamar Jackson. All right. Go ahead, Heath. You like him the most. You have him seventh. I, I had this moment yesterday in the office sitting at my desk, and it's getting quiet around the office, and I just had to yell to Jamie um to please check me because <laughs> i was uh i had a bit of an epiphany i have lamar jackson projected for 199 passing yards i think he had 190 last week i've got him projected for 80 rushing yards which is what 30 less than he had last week he had 100 okay you you've inflated his stats quite a bit wait how many rushing yards do you have him projected 80. for 80 oh oh uh, yeah, 37 fewer than last week. He had 150 passing yards last week. Okay. So, I, I, I took away 10 rush attempts because I think 27 is ridiculous and gave him five pass. The thing is, if he has 280 yards, 260 yards, the reasonable expectation against the Raiders is he's going to be responsible for two touchdowns. Whether it's two passing, no rushing, one passing, one rushing, regardless. If he scores two touchdowns, he's a top five quarterback. With the rushing yards? With the rushing yards. Every quarterback since Case Keenum in week one has thrown multiple touchdown passes against Oakland. But here's the problem. Nobody throws on them. They see the fewest pass attempts per game in the NFL because their run defense is so bad. Um, like they second most passing yards per attempt, but the fewest attempts. So Yeah, but I would say they still see more than 25 pass attempts per game. Yeah, they do. And that's what I'm expecting for Lamar Jackson. Okay. Well, so, so like 190 p- passing yards or 170 passing yards and 80 rushing yards and two touchdowns. That's a top five quarterback. You really have the stones to start him over Wentz and Cousins and Roethlisberger? I do. Jamie, where not, are you going? I'm gonna... not there, but I, I, I would start him over Rodgers. And, and Rodgers, Heath has him sixth. Jamie has him twelfth right now. So that's the guy, like, Jamie says I'd start Lamar Jackson over Rodgers. Heath wouldn't, but that's because he has Rodgers really high. Rodgers is going to have a miserable game if the track record of what the Vikings have done with Everson Griffin on the field holds. Yeah, but does Rodgers ever have a miserable game? Well, he played them once with Everson Griffin, and he had 17 fantasy points. When? Week two. That's all he had? Oh, he had his, he had his knee in that game, didn't he? Uh, here's knee, knee the week before. Week one. I think he'll be right around 20 points. Yeah, same Minnesota. I mean, you look at his games on the road, he's been under 25 in, in two of his last three. Oh, Lamar Jackson, wow. So I I was planning on starting Jameis Winston over Lamar Jackson. What would you guys do? I would still start Jameis over him. I would start Jameis over him, too. Uh, you guys have Jameis very high, top five. But I would five. start Lamar Jackson over Deshaun Watson and Philip Rivers. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Okie dokie. Uh, that means Lamar Jackson is going to be like 10th for you, Jamie. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be 11th for me. 11th? Okay. Oh, yeah, 11th. Sorry about that. Uh, Gus Edwards. 
Let, let's get. Let's start with Alex Collins. Are we just sitting him. Yep. Okay. A hundred percent. Gus Edwards, Duke Johnson, Jalen Richard. Rank them. Both formats. Edwards, Johnson, Richard. In both. I am a little worried about. I would probably lower Gus behind them in PPR. Oh boy, what a matchup! Five point one yards per carry to running backs. That's what Oakland's giving up. Um, and that just if he gets the work, he's going to have a good game. Yep. Are there any high end running backs like maybe like a Philip Lindsay? Would you start Gus Edwards over him? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, I know Jamie wouldn't do this, but Heath, would you start Edwards over Dalvin Cook? You ask these questions. I, I like the way you do this. Um, in non PPR, I have him one spot ahead of Dalvin Cook. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm doing anything. Uh, not intentional. Uh, Gus Edwards. Oh, I assumed that you were looking at the rankings, finding the guy I had him one spot ahead of. No. Him. Why would I do that? Uh, Gus Edwards or Josh? Ad- no, just kidding. Josh Adams one spot ahead of Gus Edwards for Heath. Uh, <laughs> Jordan. Uh, we went to a Thursday game. Uh, Dion Lewis or Gus Edwards? Uh, Gus Edwards. Okay. Gus Edwards. All right. Any uh, any wide receivers? For, anyone else for Baltimore? Their defense. Yeah, they're number one. Their DST is number one for everybody. Just can't trust the the receivers. It's too hard. I think one of the, there's a decent chance one of those receivers has an like Willie Sneed will probably give you ten PPR points. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course he's gonna give you ten PPR. He <laughs> rolls out of bed with ten PPR points. Um, all right, Miami at Indianapolis. Stat of the game. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird, not the eagle. Could you imagine? And then people would look at Americans and be like, Psh, bunch of turkeys. Right? We Do got- they say, Psh, bunch of eagles? No, because that's not an expression. We dodged a bullet there, if you ask me. What has Ben Franklin ever done? Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore are sits. They're flexes. Gore's a flex in non-PPR. Drake's a flex in PPR. Okay. Right. Um, it is a Frank Gore revenge game. Would you start uh, Danny Amendola or a Dolphins running back? In PPR, uh, Amendola. Danny Amendola in both. What do you make of this? In five games with uh, – actually, was it five? In however many games he played with Ryan Tannehill. I apologize. I think it was five. Um, seven fantasy points in PPR. That was the maximum for Amendola. Like, he was invisible to Tannehill. Uh, but – Albert Wilson was healthy in all those. Yeah. So we, we were really going to look more at the recent success for Danny Amendola. Have to. I'm starting Josh Adams over Danny Amendola in half PPR. What do you think? I would agree. All right. I need uh, a win. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Now I'm confident. Any interesting- Josh Adams, I think, is going to have a monster game. I hope so. Well, sort of hope so, you know. Uh, Kenny Stills, what do you think about him? 55% owned. I don't really want to start him, but in a desperation way, I don't think he's a terrible boomer bust flex. I think that the Colts, I don't think this will be the game that we find it out, but I think that the Colts are really bad against wide receivers. They just haven't faced a lot of good ones. But the good ones they've faced have typically done very well. Well, they also kind of got lucky last week with Mariota. And right. I'm throwing that game out, honestly. Which, which brings us to the Colts DST. I mean, they're a top 12 for all of you guys. Um, if you look at their last five games, it's been nothing but great matchups for the Colts DST. They were terrible at the Jets, at Oakland, and home against Jacksonville. They were great against Buffalo and the Titans. 
So um, tell me why you have the Colts as a top 12 DST. You guys both have them 12th. I don't think that Ryan Tannehill is 100% healthy. And so this offensive line has not been good. This defense has played very good. And I think they're going to be in a chasing point situation where the pass rushers will just pin their ear backs and get after Tannehill a little bit. You know what? This kind of feels like the Dolphins-Texans game to me. Like, the Dolphins have a better record than the Colts, don't they? They're tied. Same. This they is are a, tied for tied for the sixth seed. This is a huge game. Oh, it's enormous. And I think the Colts are going to crush them. Uh, I hope so. I hope the running back has a good game. All right, all right let's get the Colts. Andrew Luck is uh, second for Dave and Jamie, first for Heath. Uh, Marlon Mack, your thoughts? He's the start of the week, so. I oh, he, I didn't uh, know. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I hope he continues the, uh, yes. the, the streak. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Fired up. I mean, look, the Dolphins have allowed a touchdown to running back in all but one game this season. It was the Jets game. Um, they uh, are clearly struggling there. The one little concern I have, and it was the same thing I had with Philip Lindsay last week because it happened right before. Uh, well, not I shouldn't say that. this didn't happen right before. Last week, Lindsay lost an offensive lineman on Thursday. Ryan Kelly's not going to play in this game for the Colts, so I hope that offensive line continues to play like it has been. But you know, you you brought this up. I think it was on Sunday show about Mac maybe losing some touches to Naheem Hines, and yeah, you know, it felt like he was coming off the field. He still had 16 carries. I think this is now three of uh of the five games that he's played at least 17 total touches. I think he'll be in that range, and I think if he gets 17 plus touches, he's going to be great against Dolphins. Do you have him ahead of like James Conner? Uh, I do not, but they're not far apart. I have Mac, I think, at like 11, and Connor like 9 or 10. Any wide receiver other than T.Y. Hilton? And T.Y. Hilton is a, a number one receiver in the rankings, so he's a must-start. Anyone else? I mean, the tight ends are in play. I think Dontrell Inman could be useful in a Willie Sneed kind of way. All right, what are you doing about the tight ends, Ebron and Doyle? The, the Dolphins actually do seem to be pretty good against tight ends. I'm not sure it's going to matter. I'll start Doyle. Um, Ebron is a low-end starter. Yeah, I feel like Andrew Luck will do whatever he wants in this game. Uh, Jamie, do you have Doyle ahead of Ebron? I do. In both formats? Yeah, I mean, look, the Ebron's touchdown or bust. Yeah. Arizona at the I, Chargers. I don't think you're, you're – like, I'm not dropping Ebron to pick up Brate. But would you start Brate over Ebron? I would start Brate over Ebron, but I'm not going to drop Ebron to pick him up. Okay. Uh, Arizona at the Chargers. Stat of the game. No quarterback has scored more than 23 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues against the Cardinals. And that's a okay game this day and age. So, again, no quarterback has scored more than 23 points against the Cardinals. That includes Goff, Trubisky, Wilson, Cousins, and Mahomes. And Rivers hasn't scored more than 24 fantasy points in five straight games. So how do you feel about Phillip Rivers in this game? Low-end starter? Uh, Yeah, more of a sit than a starter for me, but that's just because he's not in my top 12. So if you want to be technical, I have him as a sit. But again, similar situation. I don't know if I'm dropping I'm, – I just said I'm not dropping Phillip Rivers to pick up Lamar Jackson or Jameis Winston. I would stick with Rivers. But the Cardinals, they've been good against quarterbacks because no one throws on them. And this feels to me, you remember the Broncos game for the Rams where it was, I know I can run on the Rams for Sean McVay? Uh, yeah. I think this is an Anthony Lynn. We're coming off a loss. We know we can run on the Cardinals. Let's get Melvin Gordon a monster game. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's my number one running back this week. 
that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, the Cardinals do have a good pass defense, but they just have a terrible, terrible run defense. And that's why quarterbacks don't have huge games against them. Both of the running backs in this game should be great, right? David, uh, David Johnson. Both running backs should be great. Yes. Yep. Yeah. David Johnson is, uh, certainly a must start. This is, this is the first, well, I guess kind of the second game because Corey Legit got hurt pretty early, I believe, against Denver and it didn't go well. Uh, but the first full game that we'll see them without their defensive tackle, Legit, and without their middle linebacker, Denzel Perryman. Uh, all right. So then let's talk about the wide receivers, starting with Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. Chargers have allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. I don't know that they've they've done well against good ones though. The good ones they've faced have had pretty big games. How do you feel about Fitz and, and Kirk? Uh I think you're starting Fitz just because of his targets uh recently. Kirk is a flex, but it's I'd I'd rather get away from him. I would too. Um they've just been so good against receivers. It's gonna be tough for Fitzgerald, but I agree with Heath. You know, he's just at a point right now where four really good games and, you know, different ways, clearly the touchdowns last week, but the targets for the most part have been up. I think they're chasing points. That will help. So it's not, again, he's an easy start, but you got to have a lot of, you know, in three receiver leagues, you got to have three guys that are better than him. I don't know if that's going to be possible. Well, how about this? Uh, Larry Fitzgerald or Gus Edwards? I would probably go with Edwards and non PPR. I think that's easy. Yep. In PPR, it's probably close. I think it's probably dependent on on what you think you need. We're gonna have a lot, you know a lot of we're gonna have a, an interesting podcast tomorrow. Right. Of oh my god, I'm chasing points because of what the Saints did and maybe what some other teams did today. So that I think can kind of sway you. I probably would lean Edwards because of what the upside could be against the Raiders. Um, but it, you know it's close in PPR. Yeah, I'd go Fitz and PPR, but Edwards and none. I think the fun, funny thing about tomorrow is that the first two games today really could be duds now that Trubisky's out or likely yep. out. So yep. it might just be I played against Saints and Falcons. Uh, but, but yeah, that, that game's going to be a shootout. Okay. Uh, I think that's about it. Rivers, Gordon, Keenan Allen for sure. What about the Williams brothers, Austin Eckler or Antonio Gates? Not a lot of interest in those guys. No. Tyrell, I mean, he could score 15 points on one play, so he's always in play as a, uh, <laughs> as a flex, but better in non than in PPR. The only one that I really like this week is Keenan Allen. Yeah. Last three games, he's been 20, 17, and 23 fantasy points in PPR. It, nine or more times. E- everything that I was talking yep. about. Come, th- this is a great one coming off their bye week. Yeah. But you were right. I mean, you thought, uh, Wait, what? Oh, what do you mean coming up? Oh, the the that they featured Keenan Allen coming. Yeah, up remember it was yeah. the yep. the play in London where he got frustrated, and then just looking at his numbers from a year ago, they took off after the bye week, and and the same thing's happening right now. Okay, this one will take. I think we can do this in thirty seconds. Jacksonville at Buffalo. Start Fournette. Start Fournette. Start the defenses. Start the defenses. Fournette or Marlon Mack. Mack. Man, that's close. <laughs> I'm gonna go Fournette. Yeah, that's it. And stat of the game. Thanksgiving-inspired TV dinners, guys. In 1953, a Swanson employee accidentally ordered a colossal shipment of Thanksgiving turkeys, 260 tons to be exact. To get rid of them all, salesman Jerry Thomas came up with the idea of filling 5,000 aluminum trays with the turkey, 
along with cornbread, dressing, gravy, peas, and sweet potatoes. The 98 cents meals were a hit. Within one year, over 10 million were sold. That is from goodhousekeeping.com. So thank you, Thanksgiving, for our TV dinners. The other Thanksgiving facts were from allparenting.com, by the way. Shout I'm just glad you didn't them. use something stupid for the stat of the game, like how Buffalo's done against running backs or anything like that. That would have been awful. Their run defense hasn't really been that bad lately, but anybody who's going to get 20 carries is going to have a big game. So actually, and they have allowed five rushing touchdowns to running backs in their last four games, Heath. So it's out of the game. I, I think, all right, I probably overlooked the Sean McCoy. Do you have any interest in starting the Sean McCoy? Um, PPR, he's not horrible. Yeah, I think he's a low-end number two in PPR. I, I think you look at just this Jacksonville defense. They looked like the Jacksonville defense last week. Sure. I wonder, though, if that was their Super Bowl. Yeah, going on the road to Buffalo now after that loss. Right. I mean, that's that's the only on. concern. Is do the they show up in Buffalo? They're probably out late. <laughs> Doing what? <laughs> Getting wings? Sorry, no, Buffalo. Canada. That was mean. Oh, they're going to Canada. Okay. Uh, the Sean McCoy or Peyton Barber? McCoy. McCoy. The Sean McCoy or Cortland Sutton? McCoy. McCoy. But you're starting Josh Adams and Gus Edwards over the least I would. Yes, 100. percent Alrighty, that is it for today's show. That was a quickie. How about that? Good for us. What did uh, the turkey say to the uh, butcher? <laughs> what did he say? Gotta go by. Come on, Jamie. This is gobble go by. You missed an amazing opportunity for a turkey putt. I'm not as cheesy as you. That is true. Some say clever. Some say cheesy. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. We really appreciate you listening. Hope you have an amazing holiday. And we're back on Friday to recap the games and give you the NFC home game plus Monday Night Football. See you. It's all-